Hello friends, this is Malati Jayakumar from Kovaiwani to continue the story of Arati who has been gang raped and left to die. But death does not come so easily. Listen now to how she copes with the vagaries of destiny. Arati washed herself at the pond and scrubbed her skin till it felt sore in an effort to remove all the taint of those brutal hands. She wandered around the shock and grief making her dumb and frozen. Even if she could speak, she would not have uttered a word. She wanted to shield her shameful secret. She knew how she would never forget the agony, but at least it would remain a personal one. She was reluctant to go back to her grandmother. The sight of her old loving face, her pain and sympathy would be unbearable. Arati preferred to be in the middle of strangers. She joined a band of refugees and made her way to a camp. But five months later, she knew that her secret could no longer remain hidden. It was there for everyone to see and comment upon. The seed of some unknown soldier had taken a root and flourished in her womb. She loathed this life within her. and tried many ways to get rid of it following the advice of an old crone she took some pungent herbs which made her very sick yet the throbbing little life within her thrived refusing to be expelled she powdered some seeds given by a medicine man and started bleeding but the camp doctors rallied around saved her and scolded her very severely it was too late to get rid of the child they said she should have ended her pregnancy much earlier instead of hiding it from the world the small life held on thrived on her and continued to grow which of the four soldiers was the father was he still alive or dead would this thing she nurtured acquire its father's features and mannerisms its father's uncouth brutality and its father's cruelty if you ask me it was not rape at all she was she probably had a good time and finding herself pregnant is making use of the most common excuse going around said a rather hoarse rasping voice If she had any sense of decency she would have committed suicide countered another 
Aruti identified the sharp voice as that of the hawk-nosed old woman. She had made many nasty comments, but had also brought Aruti some tasty, spicy morsel now and then. She could not make out if the old woman was basically kind or generally caustic and rude. But I do not want to die. I want to live. I want to live, screamed Aruti silently. So she had chosen to live and suffer. As the time grew nearer and the child grew heavier, her thoughts turned more and more towards the burden she carried. Since she could not rid of it, she resigned herself to her fate and began to think of ways of discarding it once it was born. In one of her moods of depression and hatred, she thought, perhaps I should just kill it. In her less dejected moments, when sanity prevailed, she considered abandoning it somewhere near an orphanage. As the days grew nearer, she just wanted to divest herself of this curse as quickly as possible. She began looking forward eagerly to the first twinge of pain. Then one night she woke up with a start, her clothes drenched. Pain lashed at her body and she began gasping for breath. The women who had earlier gossiped and whispered about her now gathered around her. The moment of crisis and pain, that moment common to all women, wiped away all differences and the women tended to her lovingly and gently. They brought her hot water, one held her hand, another wiped the sweat off her brow. The hawk-nosed woman was constantly by her side. Bear down, bear down, now, come on, harder, harder. Sabash, now relax, good, now try again. Through the haze of pain, Arati heard only the sharp voice. Nothing else existed. Only the voice that guided her and encouraged her. In the midst of it all, for the first time, she wondered, will it be a boy or a girl? So far, she had thought of this little life as it. It had no character, no sex and no identity. It was just a despicable thing that had turned her joyous life into one long living hell. But now she began to think of it as a human being with a face, a life with feelings and a will of its own. Five hours later, the baby was born. Arati heard their whisperings and their giggles as they gazed upon that newborn. Is it a girl? said one voice. Oh, and a very pretty one and that, added another. For just one moment, Arati's heart sank, full of pity for the little baby girl who would have to grow up and suffer the same pain that she had gone through. She heard her name called softly and turned to see the hawk-nosed woman holding a small bundle. Arati stared at the small face, eyes shut tight, 
her lips like a small rosebud. She gazed long and silently at the baby, the tiny hands curled up and held against her chest, as if she were already shielding and protecting herself from this strange new world. The hands were bunched into fists, ready to take on the lifelong fight for freedom and justice. And as she looked, Arati's eyes brimmed over with tears, and her heart was filled with wonder and pride. This little bundle of creation was part of her, her very own possession. Suddenly she knew she could never abandon this little soul that God had gifted to her. How could she ever hate this trusting little soul? Her blood ran in the baby's veins and the horror of the past was erased at the wonder and beauty of the present. She had lost her parents, her brother and her fiancé, but she still had a small family of one. And this one she would cherish and shield from the harsh world. She would suffer any hardship, give up anything to preserve and nurture this little life. There would be many hurdles, not all of them easy to overcome, but she could take on anything. She had someone to strive for, to love and to comfort. Someone who would love and comfort her in return. A wondrously sweet smile lit up Arthi's tired, tear-stained face as she gently touched the soft cheek with the forefinger. The hawk-nosed woman's hard eyes glistened with something suspiciously like tears. She gave a loud sniff. Look, already the little one has made a slave of her mother. Now she can never be free. Well, is there a lump in your throat or a feeling of happiness as the story comes to an end? This story need not be a fabrication. It has happened in many parts of the world to many women. They've all ended in many ways. Some good, some bad, some tragic, some sordid. That is life. Do write to us on Kovaiwani at kovaikare.in with your comments on what you felt about the ending of the story and your opinion on other podcasts as well. I will be back soon with another story on Storytime. Till then, this is Malati Jayakumar signing off on behalf of Kovaiwani. Thank you. சமூக நீதி மற்றும் அதிகாரம் அளித்தல் அமைச்சகம் மற்றும் மீடியா ஃபார் கம்யூனிட்டி பவுண்டேஷன் இவர்களின் கூட்டு முயற்சியாக உங்களிடம் கொண்டு வரப்பட்டது திட்ட ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் டாக்டர் ஆர் ஸ்ரீதர் மற்றும் ஆலோக் வர்மா அவர்கள் வானொலி ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் பூஜா முராடா கௌசல்யா மற்றும் சாய் சுதா அவர்கள் தயாரிப்பாளர்கள் கோவை வாணி கோவை கேர் ரிட்டைர்மெண்ட் கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர்லைன் ஹெல்ப்லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழில் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ 
உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை Keep safe distance. Observe proper hygiene. We must win. We will win. Thank you.